get to talk, finally get to talk to you and and yeah. uh, uh, congratulate you on Shapeless. What a what a what a, a incredible film this is, and it's it's it, it comes from your life. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that before we actually get into the film, because that's got to be uh, one of the things that we fight against today. Is you know, you, you know, when when you just are up against it, and uh, um, you know, I, I have only respect for you. Thank you. That means so much. It's been definitely the hardest struggle of my life. And uh, I had this idea for Shapeless 12 years ago when I was in treatment for bulimia. And at that time, I was really looking for something. I was an actor, professional actress, you know, still am, <laughs> but uh, back then, and I love films. I love art. I love books. I'm admiring all those books behind you. And I was looking, I was looking for something like what's out there that can help me process what I'm going through. And I just felt like I couldn't really find anything, at least in the filmmaking scope. Everything that I came across was very after school special. And then they all got better, or it was almost like a joke. Sometimes they would use um, eating disorders as butts of, of jokes. And I just felt like I, I needed this, like I need a movie that speaks to the authenticity of what this feels like told in some surreal way. And that was the original seed of the idea. Took many, many, many more years to finally um, get something down on paper. And that took a long time because I think those voices in your head, which is what shapeless really is about is how those can manifest um can be loud you can believe that you can't do it and don't know what you're doing and being in this business as long as i have i you know i started in the days of silent television you know that's wow. how long i've been doing this uh you know i've gone through that too and i i you know this is why this movie has touched me in in such an interesting way because there are times in my life where you know you have a producer somebody go well wait you got to lose weight you got to do this you got to do that and um you it doesn't register like you know being hit in the face but over a period of time it becomes this voice in your head that you're not good enough it it, it translates into other things and yes it can destroy lives yes yes thank you for sharing because you're right whether it manifests in an eating disorder in your experience, I think shame and self-loathing, that feeling not of not good enough, that feeling of I am not worthy because of X, Y, and Z is so universal. I think we all can let that inner critic run the show. And when the inner critic is running the show, like thing, it can manifest in these ways that are unhealthy, these unhealthy ways of coping with that deep, deep, deep rooted feeling of shame. And I think for me, what has really helped has the, is, has been the vulnerability, the honesty and the authenticity that I've really had to connect to in order to get this story here. Um, because it's scary. These are hard things to talk about. I think this is a really complicated, complex, deadly mental illness. I think there's a lot of other complicated things about life that are hard to talk about. And I think film and in particular, like a, a genre of film and, and horror can really be this avenue to somehow describe these, these things that will hopefully create a conversation like what we're having now. 
and I like the blending of what you did. You know, it goes back to something that Rod Serling said years ago is you could talk about any subject as long as you put it in a science fiction, you know, or fantasy kind of wrapping, because people will they'll get it uh, if you if you present it to them. But sometimes you just can't tell them because it's just too much or they don't want to hear it. And also the double edged sword in this um, is is simply you work in a business that doesn't want to hear it. They, they say, well, hey, we don't body shame, but, you know, they do hire, you know, everybody on TV seems to be 30 or 20. You know, oh, yeah. And in perfect shape. So, you know, there's there, there it is. You know, that's 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 such a. I don't know. It's just such a contradiction in. in oh, it is. It, it very much is. And it's it's so image based, you know, is what I think you're saying, too. And and that's something that's so sad. It's really sad because, frankly, we're all different and yeah. we're all going to look different and we're all going to act different. We're going to weigh different things and we're going to be different ages. And how boring if we all looked the same like the, the at, yeah, I so agree. You know, I, I I connect as a as a lover of film and art to authentic stories, to vulnerable stories, to stories that are diverse and from all over. And I think that when we do that and when we're able to watch those films and have these conversations, we realize that we can really find more connections and more things that are similar. And frankly, like life is hard, you know, <laughs> life is hard. We're, and some of us are the meanest, we're probably all the meanest person to ourselves is what I, I think you know, sometimes. And so if we can do anything to alleviate that pressure and feel a little bit of a breath, then let's try, you know, Tell me, is it, is it uh, difficult to work with your husband? We're, we're actually ex, exes now. Oh, um, no. We are. We went through a divorce last year. And honestly, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use Shapeless as like a, a, the scope of like how to describe this. You know, we're on really good terms. We work together. We co-parent together. And that has come from a lot of uncomfortable, vulnerable, authentic, honest conversations, which is how Shapeless is here. And I, I, I really believe that if you can show up to someone and say, I'm really scared, I don't know what I'm talking about, I'm afraid of these things, but I'm just gonna say it, it can, there can be some healing there, perhaps. And um, sometimes it was hard. Sometimes it was definitely hard to like balance the, the professional aspect with the personal aspect, but I, I, I'm so proud of us and I'm really thankful for the place that we're in right now for our daughter. He's such a, he's a good actor. I mean, he's he really, really good. is a good actor. He's a really good actor. He's a really good producer. He's an incredible human. I cannot say one ill word about that, about Bobby Gilchrist. Mm. I, I love and respect him forever. You've now elevated yourself to me as a hero. Now I'm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it, it, growing up, uh, when did you fall in love with the movies and storytelling like this? That's such a good question. I think from as young as I could remember, I, I naturally performed. I went through when I was about like three until about age like five or six, I always was wearing hats. I, always, I had like a tiara and I had like, I grew up in Baton Rouge, which is LSU. I had like an LSU hat and I had cat ears, bunny ears. I was always playing a role or so my mom says. 
And I loved books. And like, I even found these old books that I had written and illustrated from when I was a kid. And I loved movies. I think I loved, I love fantasy. And I love kind of what you were talking about that idea of like, we're talking about the things we might deal with in, in our reality told in a fantastical way and with a fantastic um, scape is really intriguing to me. And I think I've, I've always been someone to really get lost in, in stories and find understanding comfort and connection there. Do you reach back into time and, and, and look at films from the 1930s and 40s, those type of, you know, broad romantic comedies, or do you kind of set your sights in more modern uh, comedies and, and dramas? I love all films. I think something that was so great about my experience in, in training as a professional actor um, before I went to treatment. So this would have been like 13 or so years ago. I moved to LA and found the most incredible acting class. My mentor, Chick Venera, he was an incredible actor. He recently passed away. Um, it's actually the class where I met Bobby Gilchrist in that class. And something that was so incredible about this person is he really encouraged us to watch, watch as many movies as possible. It wasn't this scenario of like, don't watch any movies and then come act. It was like, go watch, go see what the greats are doing. Go, go, go explore and really understand this filmmaking film, like what you're, you're doing and in TV shows as well. And um, to have that respect and that understanding. And so I think that diversity of watching all those films and then bringing some of those characters like to the stage in my own way, whether it was from a film or, or TV really allowed me to just appreciate the breadth of like what films do for people. They're hard work. It's a lot of people that have to come together, work together and create something. And it's so cool. And it's, there's so many different ones. And I think that's, what's cool about um, filmmaking because this person's going to like this one and not like that one. And, but somehow we can find the things we want. Yeah. I, to me, it's always been like an Amish barn raising to make a film. You've just got to, you know, you supply the wood and everybody starts working, you know, and you know, in, in, you, you get a barn after a while. Uh, how Somehow. Many and you're like, how did this happen? I yeah. <laughs> So how many days were you shooting? 18 days, 18 jam packed, needed more time days. Wow, that's that's an incredible schedule. Thank you, it was incredible, it was a feat. Uh, we filmed in New Orleans. This film community here is very vibrant, very supportive, very classy. I have friends that are working in New Orleans. Uh, Amazing, yeah. oh, great I, place. Yeah, it is a wonderful place. I, it's, I, home. I it's home for me, it. I'm here right now actually. Oh, nice. I, I, send me some beignets. That's so funny. I've been talking about beignets and just now all I want are beignets. I've been thinking and talking about them a lot. Today. Yeah, people in New Orleans invented the bananas foster. So, you know, Oh God, I love bananas foster. I bet your catering was <laughs> Let's off. Let's light the rum on fire. Let's see what happens. <laughs> your catering was off the charts probably with. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, it, it was, it was really good. It was, um, it was almost like 99% of the people that worked on this film were from here, lived here, work here. We had like one, our one out of town hire um, that I can think of right now was the our monster maker, Megan, who actually created the creatures. And she came from LA, um, but we wanted it to feel like a real authentic New Orleans story, obviously told, you know, in 
what we're doing with shapeless but it's it's set in new orleans it's we're from new orleans so that was something that was important to us well let's talk about the horror aspect too of uh, of the movie because doing a horror film everybody thinks it's easy but yep. it isn't because there's pacing involved there's it's got to be cut right shot right uh it, it you know i think you touched on a great noir feel you know for it and uh, the use of shadows the use of light and dark all of that was just pitch perfect. It, this film seems like you spent millions on it. And I know it wasn't done for millions, but this goes to your creativity. This goes to the crew, which you were probably spectacular crew, because again, yes, uh, you know, your sound, your music, your everything just kind of added up to, uh, you know, when, when the, when the separate parts are more than, you know, than when the whole is more than the parts, you, you know, you've got something. Thank you so much. I I am floored. I'm truly floored. And and when I in the early stages of of writing this, I almost wouldn't write some things because I I, I was also a producer, so I was like, you know, the the budget's always like circling in your head. And you're like, don't write that, don't write that. And something that Samantha did for me, the director, she said, don't worry about all that right now. Let me work. Let we'll figure that out. Let me figure that out. And it really opened me up to just be like, I'm just going to write things. Um, one in particular is the, is the trash scene. You know, I almost didn't even like write that scene because I was like, uh, where, how in the world are we going to make a sea of trash come to life? I don't know. And the way that was done was so create, like, I, I I'm just floored by the incredible art department and everyone that came on board to create what happened. And I think everyone was collecting their trash for like weeks. <laughs> and, um, what they did is they created a big ghillie suit, a monster suit of wow. trash that Bobby Gilchrist was yeah. the actual trash monster who came to life. And Natalie was the, the DP was up here with the camera and was coming in and created that epic epic thing with just some practical like practicality effects you know practical effects well that goes that that goes to you know the the family feeling of doing a film like this is that everybody is invested and everybody wants to get involved with not just their jobs but with 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 wearing many hats in, on a on a set which is hard which yeah. which is it's hard to do that it takes a lot of um passion and heart and I am so thankful and grateful for the crew and the cast that lent their hearts and talents to this project. And something that was so unique about this project is, you know, it meant something to people, not just me. And, and it was really beautiful to be able to experience the, you know, our grip on the first day walked up to me and said, I'm so thankful and proud to be working on this film. This affects a loved one very close to me and 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 that those kinds of conversations would just happen on set with people who either were dealing with it themselves or loved ones or close ones and it it sort of created this sense of safety and vulnerability where we said we're doing something that's hard and that's uncomfortable but it's, it's important it felt important and it's really cool to be here right now that people can see it finally will you be directing soon it is definitely on my wish list one day. I, I sit here and I, I'm doing the thing that, like I did before Shapeless. Like, I don't know how to write. I've never written anything. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know how to direct. I've never directed anything. I would love to one day. I would be honored to be able to direct something one day. And that's something I want to do one day for sure. 
you edit as well? I used to. I'm definitely obsolete. I mean, I can edit my demo reel and auditions and things like that. I used to in college. I was um, I was a journalism major, so I was constantly creating like packages and editing and doing that thing. And then I just, you know, technology moves fast. If you don't keep up with it, it's past you by. I love the fact as as we're closing because I could talk to you for you know another hour. Uh, yeah, likewise. Um, but as we're closing, I love the way that you made New Orleans a character in the film. Thank you. Me too. That was important. The We wanted to create an authentic feel. I, I know a lot of us New Orleanians can watch these movies and TV shows that are set in New Orleans and we're like, that's not New Orleans, that's Disney World or what? They made it seem like Disney World, you know? Mm. Uh, and we just wanted it to feel like a, a, what really happens. There's so many incredible musicians here. So we wanted to kind of create this experience of um, New Orleans is here. And I think, you know, you were saying you have uh, people here that you know that work here. Have you ever been here before? Oh, I, I we did. Uh, now you see it. Uh, the two two of them out there. And yeah. I been out there with uh, uh, Crossroads years ago with Brittany and went to her restaurant, which is uh, the, the the Colonel. I think it's. Called. Oh, awesome. I wonder if it's still around. I, uh, I think she sold it to somebody. Okay. You know, but yeah, it's uh, so you know, it's got this New Orleans has this quality of magic <laughs> and um, haunts and deterioration. And and I earned a lot fantastic. of beads, yeah, yeah, it's got that feeling of like anything could happen, and uh, so it's it's home for me, it's my favorite city. Yeah, in fact, David Fincher is out there right now shooting a movie, yes, he is, he is. My I friend, think uh, my friend Andy Jensen. Friend. I don't know if you do you know Andy Jensen. She is uh, uh, working the scripts with him. I'm not familiar. I've never met Andy. You guys uh, have Tom really Hardy cool. out there shooting. You've got. I mean the 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 Louisiana Film Commission is incredible. Incredible. I I primarily live. I work here a lot. I have a place here. Um, primarily, I live in California and co-parent our daughter with Bobby Gilchrist. Mm. But I'm here a lot and. Um, I work here more than I do anywhere else, which is, I love it because it's home. And then when I go on a set, it's that, it's that familial, like, Oh, I worked with you on da, 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 da. How are you? It's it's, there's that sense of um, community here that I really appreciate. Uh, it, it is just a lovely, lovely, uh, and it has a small town feel to it. You know? Yes. Yes. Um, and, and you're very lucky that you have, something like new Orleans as a backdrop to what you ever want to do, because you could find anything there and uh, people are just open. It's not like LA and shooting there where they yeah. know that you're going to pay a million dollars to shoot in a house, you know, and they, they'll, they'll hold you over the coals, you know? So that's, that's something nice. I think there's a, there's a community, there's a deep, deep sense of community here, which makes sense with like how hard it can be to live here, you know, with hurricanes and, all the things. <laughs> and um, there, there's a sense of collaboration here. That's really special. That's very inclusive. Well, come out to Salt Lake here and visit me. Oh, would happily do that in a heartbeat. I'll, I'll cook for you. I'm, I'm, oh, so awesome. I'm a pretty damn good chef. I was going to ask, what do you like to cook? Oh, I, I, you know, I, I steaks, I smoke meat, fish, you name it. I'll, I'll make you oysters. I'll make you uh, the Scottish uh, scallops, whatever you want. Awesome. Well, oysters, you're, you're, uh, yeah, you're, you're right, there. right there. Yeah. Uh, in <laughs> our final moments that we have together, thank you so much for, I, I just, uh, I, I think I just made a 
you know, a new BFF here, but uh, <laughs> uh, in our final moments, what do you think audiences are going to take away from watching Shapeless? Oh, I love this question. What I hope they take away is the, those that are struggling, those that are struggling with an eating disorder, with mental illness, with, with whatever inner, inner battles you're struggling with. I hope you feel seen, heard, and understood. Those who don't, I hope that this creates a picture in to create empathy and understanding for someone you might know or love that is dealing with this to, to recognize that this is more complicated and complex than it might seem on paper. That's what I hope. I think you're right. I think there's um, a wonderful sensitivity about this film, a wisp of humor running through it. You've got all those great elements making this film so watchable and so uh, poignant for today. Because as as kids grow up, they're, they're shown images and all of that, and and it all plays into what we're what we're teaching. And uh, I'm glad you survived, and I'm glad you survived with a sense of humor. I'll talk with you later. You have a wonderful day. Thank Thanks, you, Tony. Yeah, thank you too. I appreciate your time and your questions. It was I love the film. I, I really want to say that I love the film. Thank you. That means so much. <laughs>